With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to hear a crazy idea that's really not all that crazy? What about Jamison Tyone? as the Pirates' closer in 2021. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. I offer up three Daily Shot shows every morning for you, one each on Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins. If you're into football and or hockey, I invite you to check out the other two. This one is all baseball, and this one comes with actual content, uh, meaning original stuff. Derek Shelton took his turn yesterday at winter meetings. I had a chance to ask him a few questions, virtually, of course. The whole winter meetings are virtual. And I kept my focus on the bullpen as it seems to me like it's the area of the least certainty heading into this coming year. Not that this coming year matters all that much in the longer term, but there are certain ways that you can set things up to benefit the organization, both in terms of winning games in 2021 and in building up assets for trades to help the team moving forward. So, first question I had for Shelton was whether or not he's got a closer, because as I mentioned to you on the show last week, I don't know that he does. And I didn't get the impression that Richard Rodriguez was going to be that guy, and nothing about this answer swayed me to the contrary. No, as of right now, no, I I really don't think we do. I mean, Richie did an unbelievable job Mm -hmm. stepping into that role last year. And, you know, the great thing about Richie is, is that the entire time he was doing it, every single day told me, use me how you want, use me as much as you want. Uh, The fact that earlier in the year he threw multiple innings and and has that flexibility. Right now it would be too early to say that. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it works from there in the offseason. Okay, so it's definitely not going to be Rich Rodriguez. And it's pretty clear Shelton himself doesn't have any idea who it's going to be. Uh, That's not a knock on him. That's just looking at his roster and being realistic. They're going to have to try to set up something, some form of spring competition, whether it's Kyle Crick, one of the younger guys, uh, Rich Rod maybe is a fail-safe. Try something, anything, but you do have to cobble together a closer slot. So, another question that I had was strictly about 
Jamison Tyone and his future. Obviously, he's coming off his second Tommy John surgery, and there are starters who, after they experience that level of frustration and exasperation, say, you know what, I'm just going to pitch out of the pen now. I'm going to try something different. So I asked whether or not Tyone was going to be coming back as a starter. Shelty, is is JT being set up as a starter? Is he gonna is he gonna stay as a starter? Yeah, well, yeah, he'll work into the offseason as a starter. That's our plans. I mean, once we get into spring training, we'll make those decisions and and how we're gonna do it. But uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be a starter going into spring training. Okay, so Tyone is being set up to start. But if you listen to that, at the risk of parsing it a little too much. You don't exactly hear Shelton say, yes, absolutely, unequivocally. You hear him saying that's how they're approaching it through the offseason. Um, that's how they're heading into it in spring training. It doesn't sound to me as if they've had the big meeting, the big discussion. And really, they don't have to now. They don't have to set Tyone's seasonal throwing plan until he gets in to Bradenton. That's when they say, look, you're going to be pitching every X day. Uh, You're going to be getting built up to one inning, then two innings. Then if you're a starter, you go on to three and four and whatever else. Spring training takes forever, and this is why. Because they stretch everybody's arm out, to use the, the, the jargon of the sport. But here's, here's where I'm going with this. Tyone can come at you with an unfair battery of different pitches. And he can come at you with great velocity, with great smarts, and also just one of the very best curves in the game when he's sharp. And if you want to find a way to extend slash preserve, maybe even heighten his career, I'd say it's worth it. I'm not being presumptuous here. There's not a smarter guy in the majors than Jamison Tyone. There just isn't. He's he's really, really bright. He's one of the brighter athletes I've ever covered. He's more than capable of communicating with medical people, with baseball people, and coming to his own conclusion. But he's also an elite professional athlete, and that comes with emotion. That comes with uh, thinking with your heart instead of with your head. And in that context alone, I wonder if he'd be able to come to a conclusion like, man, I could be a closer. I could be a closer. Tyone has the stuff, and when you t- want to talk about mindset, people talk about you know the, the thing that separates the eighth inning from the ninth inning is the mindset. You got to be tough. You got to be able to uh, you know show that strength and that will when you're on the mound. There's no one tougher in baseball than someone who's overcome everything that JT has. No one. There's no one. Very few, I should say, who've been through what he has by comparison having to retire three batters in the ninth inning in Bush Stadium isn't going to seem like all that much 
I think it's worth it. I think it's worth at least discussing, you know. If you're the pirates, and if you're being selfish here, which you wouldn't be with Tyon, but if you're, you know, at least throwing in uh, all the different perspectives into this, if you can build up Jameson Tyon into being a terrific closer, which he absolutely would be if healthy, you would have one whale of an asset for trade purposes. If that sounds callous, so be it. That's just the state of the Pirates right now. They have to rebuild this farm system. If you have a closer, you get the most irrational returns in trades. That's been proven now for a long time. There are always general managers willing and eager to overpay for a closer in the moment. If they see themselves as a contender, all they picture is the elimination game of playoffs, and they've got that one-run or two-run lead heading into the ninth inning and not being able to send somebody out there who's a lockdown, slam-dunk save waiting to happen. And they will overpay for that. So you'd have, in this scenario, a win-win-win-win-win, unless I'm overcounting all of my wins here. You'd have Tyon getting a second life, or third life, whatever it would be, to his career. You'd have the Pirates taking care of their closer issue for 2021. And don't laugh that off. I know, yeah, they never have a lead to protect. They always lose anyway, blah, blah. But the last thing you want, regardless of the state of your overall organization, is to blow leads late. It's demoralizing to everyone involved. You know, if you're Kebrian Hayes and you go four for four and the Pirates are up, uh, you know, five to three going into the ninth inning, and then you blow it, you're not feeling all that great if you're Hayes. You know, you feel like you're part of a loser. And it, and it's going to drag you down. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the whole thing. You do want to have a good closer. If you're the Pirates moving forward, again, you have the asset. You have a trade asset. And it won't take JT nearly as long to show people he can close out games as it will to show that he can start again. All we need to see from that is how gradually the Pirates worked Chad Cool back into the rotation last season. So, again, I'm not suggesting this will happen. I'm just throwing out an idea here. I think it's something that would be worth considering. I don't know that the Pirates have considered it or will consider it. But sometimes you throw an idea out like this, meaning if you're the Pirates and you bounce it around internally and somebody somewhere will raise an eyebrow and go, hmm, okay. It's something to think about. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by Mike's Beer Bar, which is directly 
across Federal Street from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Sargent statue on it. They are open for business. That's the number one thing that I have to say about Mike's Beer Bar right now, because they are, and we go there a lot. It's takeout, but everything's available. Chef Elena is still making hot, fresh, original food to serve up for you. It holds up really well, by the way, on the takeout. I'm here to attest to that personally. 500 beers on tap, at least 80 of them local at any given time, available at significant discounts right now. You can head down to Mike's Beer Bar, park pretty much anywhere you want. Don't worry about it. These aren't normal times. Head inside. They'll take care of you, and you'll be on your way just like that. This, just one question, comes from Mike Seiler, who asks, what are the chances that fans will be allowed in for games and or the Pirate City in March? Will spring training look anywhere near the fan experience in previous years? I go every year with my father-in-law and his cousins, hoping we can get back to our yearly trip next year. Well, Mike, the first thing that I can say to this is that obviously nobody's got a clue as to where we're going to be in February or March. Probably have a much better idea of where we'll be in April now with the vaccine out being distributed and being given out to people. But, but, Derek Shelton in his uh, session with reporters yesterday, I can tell you that he sounded a little hesitant at one point when discussing what the season might look like. And understand, he might not have any actual information in this regard, but he did say, hey, we'll have to see if we have a 162-game season. It was in response to a, a baseball question. And he also said, we'll have to see what kind of spring training we have. I hope everything is going to be fine by then. And remember that from the manager's point of view, they're almost always thinking of baseball first. So even then, he's not referring to how many people you'll be able to get into Lecom Park or into PNC Park once the action comes up to Pittsburgh. In Florida right now, there are basically very few rules. Um, I'm, I'm trying to put that as nicely as I can. <laughs> they, uh, they've, they've done things a little differently in Florida. So I suspect you won't see the kind of restrictions at Lecom Park that you might in a state that's being more responsibly run. So if you really want to get in there and squeeze in there with a ton of people, you'll probably be able to do that. Um, let's hope that by February um, or late February when the the Grapefruit League season starts that it'll be legitimately safe to do so and it won't just be allowed because someone's lost their minds. Um, as far as Pittsburgh goes, as far as 162 games go and everything else, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that has to do with, you know, how efficiently the vaccine gets put around to the general population. And, yeah, we'll see, my man. I'm looking forward to it, too. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to things getting back to normal. Uh, and I have a feeling that baseball will again lead the way in this regard as it did 
last summer just by showing up and being able to go from stadium to stadium, uh, no bubbles, no nothing, and baseball pulled it off beautifully, as I've said many, many times, far better than any of the other sports did when you consider what the circumstances were. Good question, though. Good question. Uh, maybe we'll get a chance to meet down there. We can even shake hands or bump elbows or whatever it is that's okay at that point in time. Thanks for the question. Thanks to everybody for listening today. career building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.